Hey, Grace. Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back Back to to the the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as the best times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome to all our former besties returning. Welcome back to all of you. We're almost all the way through April. Do you feel like this year is flying by? I really do. I really do. And I really believe, I think it was a few weeks, maybe even a month ago, where you were saying how January is long. (laughs) But the rest of the year is fast. That's a common thing that I hear every single year from people that January feels like it takes forever, but then all the other months kind of fly by. I think it's about perspective. It's how you look at it. It's it's also how much attention you're paying to it. Like Mm -hmm. if you're not paying attention, things can fly by. I know, know, it's almost the end of April. At the end of this week, we'll be in May. And- I don't know how to shorten May. You know, usually like you can do like Feb, Mar, Ape. No one says Ape. May May doesn't really. It's so short. May doesn't really have one. It's just, mm. Mm. (laughs) mmm. It's just the eighth of mmm. Well, mmm, do we have a good episode for you guys today. What a segue. You guys know we're working on our segues. (laughs) We're trying to figure out how to make them a bit better. I don't know. If you guys were that bad, I think our segues are better. Best, ba- best, I better. I think they're the best. They're they're back to the best. Mm-hmm. There's another. <laughs> if you guys recall, a few was it months ago? Here we go. I think months again. again. I guess it was. We had the privilege of speaking to Melanie Chardoff, who played Dee Dee Pickles in Rugrats. Yes. And today we're joined by another Rugrats cast member, an iconic Rugrats cast member, Cheryl Chase, the voice of Angelica Pickles. Guys, we want to get the entire Rugrats cast. We want to get all of the Rugrats. We've gotten two so far and two of the best characters, in my opinion. Two of the best Angelica, like David said, is iconic. We talked a little bit about this in the interview, but especially she's kind of had a rebirth. There's been more of a, maybe she's been more of a fan favorite because we talked about this as well. I was, like Angelica was the quote unquote mean bully, if you will. She was the one one that parents were afraid their kids were going to pick up sass from. Yes, she gave off a lot of sass, you know? And I give her a lot of credit because I think she just loves the babies deep down. And Mm -hmm. it was a front. It was just a front that she put off. We're going to get into all this because we're speaking to the voice of Angelica. So Lord knows she knows her better than anybody. Yeah, stay tuned. We have to cover some news first. Yes. You guys know our love of Hilary Duff. Oh, we love her. We eat, sleep, breathe Hilary Duff. (laughs) You also know, <laughs> I would assume you know, I know we've mentioned it, but our love for How I Met Your Mother. Oh, we love it. We eat, sleep, breathe, How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> when we woke up a few days ago to the news that two of our favorite things were joining forces and Hillary Duff will be starring in the How I Met Your Mother spinoff, How I Met Your Father for Hulu, 10 episodes. 
You think her name is going to be Lizzie? No, they already said it's not. How ironic, I was hoping though. that, like, well, I mean, the Lizzie McGuire reboot's not happening. What so why we- not just put Lizzie in that storyline? I feel like- Secretly. I feel like this could just feel like a, feel like our Lizzie McGuire spinoff. Yeah, you know, we're going to get our, hopefully we're going to get our fix. You know, we're going to have Hillary in a starring role on a spinoff. I think that's going to be so good. I'm hoping it is. I can't wait to see what references or if they get any cameos from people in How I Met Your Mother to come into this. Also, how ironic that Hillary fought so hard for Hulu to take Lizzie McGuire. And then when they said no, now she's just doing another Hulu show. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You know, maybe she's going to secretly change her name in the show to Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> they like cover it all up with How I Met Your Mother, but it's really the Lizzie McGuire reboot. Don't even, don't get her hopes up. Don't even joke. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have the original cast come into it though. I feel like every reboot in some way has original cast members come back. Sophie. Her name is going to be Sophie. Soapy? Soapy? <laughs> <laughs> From Halloween Town? I can't hear the word, the name Sophie and not say Sophie. Well, actually, he says Sophie. They say Sophie. I'm curious if they're going to, because in How I Met Your Mother, Bob Saget was the voice of Josh Ratner. Do you think Hillary Duff will voice Hillary Duff? Like in the, in the, um, mm. like the storytelling part? Or are they going to get someone else? Okay, there we go again. It's like in Lizzie McGuire with the cartoon Lizzie. She voiced it. I- I see a lot of Lizzie crossovers here. I and maybe can't I'm believe I can't believe we're them. getting the Lizzie McGuire reboot. We all wanted. Finally, you guys, we're getting the Lizzie McGuire reboot. It's happening via How I Met Your Mother, <laughs> just the way we hoped it would. Uh, you know, Lizzie. Um, you know, people can change their name legally, and so oh I bet God, yeah. Lizzie probably. You know, after her, the embarrassment of the eighth grade graduation when she fell, oh. probably went to legally change her name to Sophie. Mm-hmm. moved to New York like Lizzie was mm-hmm. supposed to have moved to New York originally in the spinoff the reboot mm-hmm. and you know sh- her and Gordo didn't work out or maybe the father mm-hmm. will be Gordo if they cast Gordo as the father okay who do we know at Hulu because how can we use this to somehow make our Lizzie McGuire reboot dreams come true because we still, to be we're still just a little bitter with Disney about the um, Lizzie McGuire reboot, if you can't tell. Yeah, if you, we've totally taken this and fully made it into some sort of Lizzie McGuire <laughs> collab. And it's anyway, fun. we cannot wait. <laughs> oh my gosh, we can't wait. We support anything and everything Hillary Doves. Doves? Hillary Doves? <laughs> Hillary Doves. <laughs> I was trying to say Hillary does, and then I said Hillary, and then I combined does and duff, so we got Hillary doves. That's going to be It's really beautiful. Name. It's really beautiful. Doves? Doves is a beautiful word. It's a beautiful name. Beautiful You bird. just think of doves. <laughs> God, where are we going with this? Um, there's a new, okay, if you guys obviously listen to our podcast, so you probably like the 90s. This is not an ad. This is not an ad. We've never done a paid ad. This is not an ad. Me too, though. Very, very happy to. Very happy. We will happily do a paid ad or a free ad. Just let us know. Whatever you want. We love ads. I watched, <laughs> the, ad. I watched the first two episodes of Cruel Summer on Freeform, but I posted about it on our Instagram story, but it's set in the 90s, produced by Jessica Beale and Sarah Drew, aka April Kepner from Grey's Anatomy, isn't it? 
I honestly love love the combo. Love that Jessica Biel's a part of it. Like, don't but don't you miss seeing her on screen though? I, it it reminds me because she like started in the first season of The Center, and then she produced the other two seasons. And it kind of reminds me of that because it's about a girl who gets kidnapped in the night. Right. And it it just I feel like Jessica's now is Jessica just like a a crime junkie TV girl now? Where you know? Do you think she, maybe she'll make a cameo? I doubt she will. (laughs) (laughs) I just doubt she will. No, I don't know. I mean, I do get when actors or actresses want to transition into different roles. They may want to go behind the camera. But I'm sorry, throwing Jessica Biel behind the camera and letting us know that she's a part of it, but not on camera. We're just going to hope that she makes a cameo. I'm also curious. I'm also curious if it's like a like a JLo Produ- mm. producer type because you know j-lo produces the fosters and good trouble but i can't picture j-lo going to the set that often i wonder if it's a similar situation where they like wanted jessica's name on it to help promote it oh probably probably i mean april kepner is there though april kepner's there i wonder what? if she's a doctor how she, harriet she's, was she's it, not a doctor was harriet her daughter's name in gray's anatomy yeah i wonder how she's doing <laughs> We get to see her all grown up. Never mentioned again. It's like Jackson never had a baby. I know. Where did she go? Where's the baby? (laughs) No, I'm excited for that, though. It's really good. You should check it out. I think the second or the third episode, I think, comes out tonight. Well, we're recording this on Tuesday, so it'll come out tonight. But, like, there will be three episodes at the time of your listening to this. Yes, 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 yes. I can't wait. I can't wait to check it out. Oh, um, Tim and I watched The Circle (sighs) on... Netflix. Uh, are you the season two? We're completely two? caught up. Well, we watched, okay. yeah, we started season two and then we went back and watched season one. So we've seen all of season one and we're caught up to season two. It's so good. I hate how much I I love the show. Oh my God. I love it. I liked the cast of season one better, I think. I, yeah, I get that. I just, Shuby, it's also, I loved Shuby. I love Shuby. Shuby, <laughs> deser- Shuby deserves to win. I love Joey though as well. Did you? I did. What? Okay, what didn't you like about Joey? I don't know. I loved him. I thought um, he looked so genuinely surprised when he won. I liked Sammy, but I didn't think Sammy was going to win. Mm-hmm. I just think Joey had a good social game and he loves his mom. He loves his mom. I was also thinking while watching this newest season, this has to be the most interesting casting call or like casting for because they have to make sure that this is somebody who can sit in a room by themselves and be entertaining. Oh my God, it's so true. I was saying to Tim, if I was ever on that show, I I would fit into the element of being by yourself and, and talking because that's, I literally talk to myself all day long. Mm-hmm. So it made me think, I was like, maybe I'll go on the circle. Then I was like, oh no, maybe I won't. I know, I think I would do really well on it. I know, but it really, it doesn't seem to be that long. It's all like every, something happens each day. Yeah, it's not someone like gets, you're someone, on it for that long. Someone goes away every day. So I would assume yeah. it's only like a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Yeah, that's what it seems like. But I think that films in Europe, at least the first season did. They make is it that seem, where it is? They make it look like it's Chicago in season one. They show Chicago exteriors, but it was a UK show first. So yeah. they just reused the same UK sets. They have that. a Brazil one. They do. I was going to watch that one. I forgot. Because it's, it's on the Netflix as well. 
It is. Anyway, guys, what the heck? I just threw that in there that I've been watching the circle because we were talking about shows and I just wanted you all to know. Yeah. I'm also, I just started Them on Amazon Prime last night. Ooh. Wait, what's that one? It's about a Black family in the 50s who moves to Compton and like how they're treated. Oh my God. Wait, I haven't heard. I need to watch the trailer it's, for it. It's the number one show on Amazon Prime right now. And <gasps> I, it's interesting because I, I'm not, I'm not far. I'm only two episodes in, so I really don't know. But there seems to be like a, either like, I can't tell if it's like a supernatural aspect to it a, or like a mental health aspect to it or mm. both. Mm. But I have not jumped so much in, than I did it in one part of, actually two parts, one in the first episode, one in the second. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I it love has, a jump scare, a jump. And it has Alison Pill from Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. That girl was a teenage drama queen. Drama queen. <laughs> anyway. It's so hard for us to sing on the Zoom. We're done with the Zoom. Anyway, we know you all just really want to hear um, Cheryl. Angelica. But uh, happy Oscar week as well. Oh my God, did you watch it? I didn't. I didn't know anything that was nominated. Not a single thing. <laughs> I, started, I started watching the Best Picture noms uh, Friday. So I you know, tried to see, see what I could before the awards. And I watched mm-hmm. Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. Trial of the Chicago Seven is that that might not have been the title, and I watched Nomadland and Sound of Metal. They were all really good. Oh my gosh, I only know of I know my mom and my brother watched Nomadland, so I want to watch. I want to see them all, but I did not know of them, so I did not watch the Oscars. Instead, Fair. I think we watched The Circle. <laughs> Honestly, probably fair more, trade. Probably more Even- entertaining. <laughs> well, you guys, we we're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna get to what you're here for, Miss. Cheryl Chase herself. You're going to love this interview. She's Angelica Pickles. Just, and I, she sounds like her right away. Oh, it's it's incredible. We're so excited for you guys to hear this. (laughs) Here she is. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. I'm David. This is Grace. (laughs) Hi, nice to meet you, Cheryl. You too. How has your quarantine been? You've obviously <laughs> been very busy writing a new book. Oh yeah. Well, my it's, actually, I started writing the book um, right when quarantine started. Oh, okay. And because uh, it's been in my mind for a while, and I thought, well, now we're gonna have to stay at home and do nothing, so I might as well do something. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I just started writing it, and I and um, the script came together relatively easily. And I, I found a fantastic artist. Her name is uh, Julia Iacopini, and uh, she illustrated the book. So yeah, it's been great. That's amazing, and it's out now. Yeah, it's it's out it's out now on Amazon, and you can find out more uh, about the book and myself on CherylChaseBooks.com. We'll make sure to link that so everyone can oh. find it and check it out. Oh, okay, great. And we want to get to more of your book, but we'd love to start back and just ask you some questions about your career first, if that's all right. Oh, sure. So take us back. How did you get started in the entertainment industry? Oh, wow. Well, um, I've always wanted to get into acting. And so when I was in college, I was I was uh, taking, um, you know, I love children. And so I, I was at that time, I didn't know. I, I actually wanted to pursue it for real. Um, I, I was taking child development classes and and uh, child early childhood education classes. But then I would always 
by fate, uh, I'd always have these roommates that were actors and I'd have to help them rehearse their scenes. And I thought, hey, this is fun. I, I really liked having this. So I kind of changed direction. I tried kind of changed direction and went into acting. But what I really liked was the niche of voiceover. It was really a fun niche for me. So um, yeah, I and I ended up in voiceover because I have this kind of unique voice. It's it kind of, I mean, I'm an adult woman, but I sound like a three-year-old. So. <laughs> so, but it pays the bills. It's, I was going to say it worked out perfect for regrets. Yeah. Yes, it certainly does. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because I, I love voiceover. I'm so fascinated by it. And it's funny that there are some actors or actresses who maybe have to change their voice. I mean, I'm sure everyone has to change their voice a little bit, but then there's some that you'll hear them talk in an interview or just in their regular life and you can hear the character that they play. Right. So it is yeah. fun to see how, how much of a transition some actors go into for a voiceover character and then some it maybe is a bit more natural to their natural voice. Yeah, I, I get I get accused of having, um, you know, sounding like Angelica, my character. But but, you know, it's like I, I kind of don't mind it because, you know, when I went to the audition, um, I, I just read the side breakdown and it said a little three year old diva type girl. And I thought, hmm, what would I sound like as a three year old? So I just thought, well, why don't I squeeze my vocal cords really tight? And then my voice will come higher, and then that's me, Angelica. So that's how um, Angelica was formed, you know, when I went to the audition, you know, reading the breakdown. And and so, because um, I, um, in my voiceover career, I started out doing um, post-production work with movies that needed babies. So I, wow. I, so in, like, back, you know, in the um, 80s and 90s, there was, uh, like, there was Baby Boom with Diane Keaton, there was um, uh, Adam's Family Values with Baby Puber, to name some. And I would just get called out and go on these baby auditions. And so <laughs> it was kind of fun because what you do is you, you're, you're, you stand in, a, in, the, in, in this when you record for um, post-production, which is called ADR, um, when you're looping a movie, you watch the movie in black and white, and you're standing in a in a recording booth that's big as it's big as a movie theater, but there's no seats, and you're just watching the screen, and you watch the baby on screen, and as they do little movements, <laughs> you just do little voices that what a baby would sound like. So the animation is already done, so you're matching your sounds to what's yeah, already there the, yeah and with the baby work the movie is already filmed and the, it was in post-production and i would just put in the sound I would, okay yeah in in post so yeah that's how it does but it also too in cartoons you know they do the cartoon they it, in cartoons is kind of different because you record they write the script and then the artists start working on the the storyboards and the artwork and um then at that point the the um actors are called in to record the script and the artist will have a little uh, will have a in their ear they'll have a um the voice they'll be listening to how the actors recorded the voice so that they that inspires them how to draw the characters because because oh. if 
you know, I mean, and I would, an artist would come up to me and say, oh, you know, I love, you know, um, drawing Angelica because your voice is so animated. It's, it has a lot of ups and downs and inflections and nuances. And mm -hmm. then that makes the artist be able to draw really funny and crazy and kooky. Cause if it's a flat and monotone, the artist can go nowhere with the voice, with the character, because it's not, it's, it sounds like, well, how is he moving? How is he, how is his mm. facial expressions, you know, because it's so deadpan. If you, if you deliver yeah. it dead that in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love hearing this side of it, Cheryl. Thank you for sharing all that. Cause it is something that as someone is watching a cartoon, you would never think about it, but that is even blowing my mind to hear right now I'm talking and I'm moving up and down in my hand. Mm -hmm. So there to animate a character exactly to be real in the show, you have to follow like even just the breath when you breathe or if in an inflection, that yeah. is so interesting to hear about. Yeah, because when you're doing voiceover work, you're not just sitting reading, reading a script. I like to stand up when I do animation and I and you know, because it gives your body more freedom to move. So you know, it you know, because when you're acting the the kind of the character just overtakes your body. And mm -hmm. doing Angelica, she's always so in, has full of energy, and and she's such a spitfire that she has a lot of of all this pent up energy, and it all ends up in my head. The Angelica <laughs> voice is focused in my head, you know, where I play the character. And after a session, it's like, oh my gosh, I need a nap. Because I bet it's exhausting. I bet. <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah, it really can be. How long is a normal, like a recording session for something like Angelica? Um, it Well, it all depends on the script. If it's an Angelica episode, then it probably would be two hours. Okay. Um, or, or um, you know, if sometimes I'll be doing multiple scripts, so that'll be like a four hour session, but that's really draining. So I bet. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so they kind of, they kind of recognize that. So they kind of toned it down where, you know, mostly the sessions are going to be for two hours and they'll get whatever, you know, whatever dialogue they can get out of me, you know, for the yeah. two hour session. And we just keep going, you know, just push it to another session if you don't finish in the first two hours. Is but, there any sort of vocal rest or anything that you or any of the actors on the show would have to do after a recording session? I always have a popsicle. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> just to calm I love down. that. Yeah, just to calm down my, my, you know, to cool my throat down. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, is that what you meant by vocal rest? Yeah, I mean, I've heard about like honey, of course. There's like throat coat, which is a type of tea that I know in like productions that I've done in, you know, college, people would always have that. So I wasn't sure if as a professional doing it day in, day out, especially if it was an Angelica focused episode, if it was really straining on your voice or anything. Oh, well, another, well, yeah, as you say, straining, um, an, another good, really fantastic, um, uh, remedy is, um, uh, in chicken soup, they have, if you go to the store and get like a Campbell's condensed chicken stock broth mm -hmm. with all the chicken fat in it, you have to, you can't get the fat free. You have to get fine <laughs> that have fat in it and you, and it really soothes your vocal cords because I, um, years ago, um, Rosie O'Donnell, she she had a, she was very popular in the '90s, and she had a talk show, and yeah. she she loved Angelica, and um, so she invited me to have a, a record. I mean, to record a Christmas song with her on a on a Christmas compilation of all 
of all her singing with celebrities. And so she invited Angelica and Elmo to be, to have, to sing songs with her. So I was practicing and practicing so much. My voice was so raw come when I had to do the session. And this, and this chicken soup just really saved the day. It wow. was, I couldn't believe how magical the it was. It was really safe. Yeah. So fat is another recipe. <laughs> if you meet any other vocal, vocal people, you know, tell them that also works too. Wow. wow. I mean, I guess you're, you know, your mom gives you chicken soup when you're sick and who knew it has these yeah. healing powers. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a sore throat or anything. I know. I know. Really. Also, I was going to say, Angelica is so iconic in the 90s and 2000s. And the fact that Rosie put you and Elmo together, like, I feel like that just proves that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was, this was a really fun time. I mean, I was honored that she'd think of me for that. So I didn't have, I didn't have the privilege of meeting her at the time. She, you know, of course, our schedules are so busy. So um, I just worked with the recording engineers and the directors. And, and like another, I mean, another like big, like, like honor was in the movie Rugrats in Paris, they had um, Susan Sarandon star in the movie. Oh yeah. And it was her first time doing an animated film. So she was kind of nervous about it. So she wanted me to fly to, New well, Paramount flew me out to New York to just for one night and to work in the recording studio with her to feed her her lines so that she could have that organic acting experience that because she's used to on you know on camera working sure. with the actors and voice actors they're used to working alone so so I knew how to my my lines were already recorded I went to studios to record all my lines okay but we we um yeah I got to meet her and work with her and so oh. that was that was really an awesome experience yeah. So when you normally film like an episode of Rugrats or one of the movies, you are just alone then in a room or do you ever work with the other voice actors? Well, um, rarely do. Well, I, I remember in the Rugrats movie, you know, there was there was dialogue where I worked with the other actors, but mainly, um, you know, now for the Rugrats reboot, we, we worked, you know, we would have our own time slots and we would go in mm. and we record we record separately from each other. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they just what, like layer it over each oh. other? Oh yeah, they just put all the soundtrack together when they're making it in post-production. Yeah. Wow, they're yeah. good at what they do. We would never know. No. <laughs> I know, I know. When you started Rugrats in the early 90s, did you have any idea that come 2021, <laughs> it would still be as big as ever? Um, no, not. No, because um, I was working at, um, at that time I was working, ha I had a, a, a production job. I was at the Ren and Stimpy production offices and I was working there and I was just allowed to go to different auditions. And then I happened to get the Rugrats and I thought, yay, I got, got you know, got this series. But no, we never knew. We never had it. We thought, we didn't think it was going to last through the first season. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, but you know what though? It started being really popular when Nickelodeon put it on from, that used to be on Sunday mornings at 10, Saturday and Sunday at 10 a.m. I believe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I remember. Yeah, right. And then they they put it on Monday through Friday at six thirty, 
And that was when families were having dinner and they, and the mothers and fathers mm -hmm. would watch the, with the kids. And that's how, because the writers were so brilliant at writing um, for the adult characters, the adult, you know, the mom and dad watching the cartoon, they related with the parents of the Rugrat babies because sure. it's actually what, you know, some, some of the instances was actually from, you know, it, it was very authentic to them. So um, that's where it really started taking where you would build up an audience. And then they started, they had, after that, they, they had a Rugrats um, on, um, uh, on, what was it? They had a traveling show where the, it was called rug. I don't, I forgot what it was called, but it was, you know, where they, where there was a state, it, it was on stage where they had characters, you know, dressed oh, up. Oh yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. So they would have the characters, I mean, actors dressed up as, you know, the Rugrats and it would be a big stage show. And, but of course us lady, us act or voice cast, you know, recorded this, this, the soundtrack for that. So there was that that helped make it big. And then the movies really mm -hmm. made it a global franchise. It, yeah. it was all, it was, it's all around the world. I mean, oh my I, gosh, have, yeah. I mean, yeah, I have books, children's books, you know, in Russian, you know, the, the, wow. yeah, it, yeah. So Rugrat books were printed out in Russian and different languages. So, wow. so it's, it's really, it's because it's a family show, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it's a feel good show and, mm -hmm. you know, it brings the family together. That's, that's what yeah. it did. Yeah. Oh yeah. We used to watch on Saturday mornings, especially we would watch Rugrats and it's funny, even just the name Rugrats, like it's tossed around in families. It's, if you just see a bunch of kids, they're like, oh, those Rugrats, you know, right. the name yeah. of the show. <laughs> Like you start to just call little kids rugrats. But I remember even like when we would play house, my brother would always be named Tommy because we loved the show. So it is. And it's funny how, like David was saying, even today, it's still huge. I mean, Angelica, especially, she's almost had like kind of like a Meredith Blake parent trap, like rebirth where people are like, wait a minute. <laughs> Because yeah. Angelica was seen kind of as the villain, like as a young kid watching it, you were a little scared of Angelica. Yes. Never really knew. What are some of your favorite traits, kind of to shed a more positive light on Angelica? Do you have any? Um, well, I I like the way she likes. She's a little um, now. Granted, I know she kind of sometimes she's bossy to the babies, and sometimes <laughs> she likes to manipulate them, and um, you know, but but she does love them and mm -hmm. she has a love for them and she's the only one who can, who can boss her babies around if somebody yeah. else tries to boss her, <laughs> she's no, very protective yeah so she won't have any of that so i guess that's you know I, I mean deep down that's what i love about angelica i mean she she does have a love for them even though it might may not seem that way in the beginning but if you get to know her a little more she does have a have a soft side to her. Did you ever have any parents upset? Because I know like some of my friends were not allowed to watch Rugrats because their parents <laughs> were afraid that Angelica would make them too bossy. Did you ever have anybody <laughs> bring anything like that up to you? Yeah, I've heard people say that I don't let my kids watch your show because, <laughs> because of your character. You're oh. too mean. And so, you know, I don't know what to say at that. You right. Know? Like, yeah, you're like, you're just doing the role. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't write the show. But yeah, you're not their babysitter. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, but I've, I've heard, and then I've heard people say that we use your character as an example of how not to behave. So that's good. That's a good one. Yeah, I guess so. I, I'm trying, hearing this, I'm trying to remember if growing up that was ever a discussion, but I don't think so. Cause I think my parents just understood it as a TV show. Oh, same. <laughs> I had all the orange, the orange VHS oh, yeah. tapes with the yes. Oh, episodes. No. Yes. yes. Um, I have those in my collection too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're probably still in my basement at home. <laughs> <laughs> so then Cheryl, when, when it was first talked about that, they were going to do an all grown up version right. of Rugrats. What were your thoughts? Were you excited to experience them not being babies anymore? What, how did you feel about that? Well, actually, I was a little surprised because that that show, um, The All Grown Up, was to originally be just a special, an hour-long special. Mm. That's how it was written. And me, I, myself and Cree Summer were doing a spinoff, a preschool spinoff called Preschool Days. Mm. And we did four episodes and they and they were going to have, they had the whole season mapped out. We were going to go to, you know, 13 but all of a sudden, Nickelodeon decided to scrap that series and go with All Grown Up and make 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 the special a full blown series. Oh, so wow. I, I kind of would prefer to have it, you know, play out the first, the preschool show and then go, you know, where mm-hmm. the where the audience can see, oh, the characters are progressing; they're getting a little older. Than mm. other than other than just right away jump from the baby to high school. To thirteen. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but, um, Hey, it was great. Hey, I was getting paid. I'm not going to <laughs> take it, take it. <laughs> I, know. I mean, really? How much did you have to change your voice then to sound like a teenager? Oh, I just, I, I mean, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot now. What <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, yeah. Just, just up or up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. let her talk more like me, you know, Yeah. with a little attitude. So <laughs> So yeah, that, that wasn't too difficult. We yeah. had um, Melanie on a couple months ago now who played Dee Dee. Yeah. And she talked about a uh, an event where you guys went to, I think it was uh, Universal and you dressed up as characters. Were you part of that? You know what? Uh, no, I don't. That is the first time I'm hearing that. Can you tell <laughs> me more about it? I, just, I, I don't know. She said, maybe it was just the parents dressed up as their characters, but it was whenever Universal Orlando had like their big Nickelodeon part of the park uh-huh. and she said it was whenever Rugrats was first starting and they went and dressed up as like Stu and Dee Dee and then oh. the kids just went crazy oh, I no I bet well that you said Florida right you, yeah yeah so that was down in Florida I had no knowledge of that yeah but you know what what um Universal did um in Los Angeles was it was such a fun show it was called um rugrats magical adventure and where angelica was a magician and you know they would have they would have the characters dressed up you know people dressed up as in the character you know you know what i'm talking about right they're just yeah yeah so somebody was dressed up as angelica and i or i was singing from 9 a.m to 6 p.m recording the diet recording the soundtrack for that specific show that was going to be at the Universal Park, at Universal Studios Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was a 20 minute show. It was in the Nickelodeon venue. It was so fun. That was my that was my most favorite Rugrat job. 
Oh, that does sound really fun. I, Cause even looking through, I forgot just how many like little holiday Rugrat movies there were yeah. or, or specials I was looking through and I thought, did I see all of these? Right. I imagine it's hard exactly. to pick a favorite. Exactly. Yeah. Cause then you also had the Rugrats video games as well that you were a right. part of. Yes. Like, totally Angelica, you know, <laughs> yeah. perfect name, totally Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> for a video game you finally got the recognition you deserved exactly exactly <laughs> so it's coming back rugrats yes, can you tell is. us can you tell us anything about um the new reboot i know that it's a different kind of animation yeah it's 3d animation it's cg and it looks fantastic have you got a chance to see the the, the trailer yeah, I saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really awesome, and it's um, gonna come out the um, uh, around around Memorial Day, but we don't know the exact day. And oh, okay. Yeah, we don't know the exact date, but um, it, it's the it, the colors are so vibrant, and the textures, and I mean, it, it's gonna. Oh, I don't know. I think some '90s kids are gonna have some trouble getting used to it because that's what mm -hmm. I've been reading in the comments. They're not mm. used to seeing, you know, their childhood show in this 3D um, element. But see, the children of today, which is what we're making it for, we're marketing towards them, that that's what they're used to. They're used to seeing CG cartoons. Yeah. Um, so that's so that's why, you know, I mean, it. it I don't know. I, I, I think it's terrific myself. It goes with having to adapt because if you're going to bring something back, it's of course going to be a little bit different, right? Oh, I mean, it was in the 91 when Rugrats started. And I mean, heck, if things hadn't changed <laughs> since 91, we'd probably be in trouble. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. And the audiences uh, are different today than they were in the 90s because mm -hmm. just because, you know, audiences evolve depending on what what the entertainment is out there so and they pick yeah. and choose what they love and they gravitate the kids are gravitating today they're gravitating toward the cg animation so so but that's what pick you know it's like pixar that's the bar you know mm -hmm. and so um I, I and when i saw that little angelica in the clip i thought man that looks like a pixar cartoon to me so it, it was, does it yeah it? that was probably cool yeah, that was kind of, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that. I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited too, because now like my niece and nephew who didn't get to grow up watching Rugrats will get the chance to. Yeah, oh yeah, the, oh, and hopefully they will love it. Hopefully. Oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm very happy about it. And it's such a blessing to be a part of it because the ch I mean, the children of yesteryear when they were watching the show they're now grown up they have mm -hmm. kids of their own so they're going to want to share have that ex that bonding experience of sharing it with their kids and and so many adults have come up to me and said how oh you were part of my childhood i'm so mm. happy to meet you and and you just made my childhood and that's so rewarding for me to hear that meaning to be a part of such a such a glorious cartoon that has touched so many people's lives you yeah. know, in a positive way. It's, it's, it's really, really rewarding. I can only imagine because it really is a show that literally everybody knows and loves. Yeah, I know. Oh, all I don't think it, it comes to mind immediately when I think of my childhood. Yeah. Oh, that's mm -hmm. so great. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I was homesick from school, pop in a Rugrats movie or just anything, <laughs> anytime, all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like comfort food, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and some interesting, like what I mean, it it it's based. I mean, there's a lot of. Well, I don't know if there's a lot of changes, but I did notice, you know, with the adults that, that um, what like the character of Phil and Lil's mom, mm-hmm. you know, um, she is not married to Howard. So okay. she, but she's single. So Howard is not in the script. And the character of, of yeah, Betty, that's her name, Betty. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. gay. So she's outwardly gay in the in the cartoon. So, so that's the, huge. Yeah, so that's a huge. That's a huge thing. So I mean, I don't I don't I didn't read. I, I'm not I don't know. See, when I get my script, it's like, okay, you know, where's where's the angelic line? Focus on that. I'm reading all the angelic lines, so I don't really <laughs> extensively read what's going on with the adults. Sure. So, so, um, but I did catch that in the in, in the information that that she's not married anymore. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh my gosh, yeah, because of course, like growing up watching, it was not a thought because we just loved the characters, loved the families, and that was really it. But mm-hmm. I think it is twenty twenty one, and as the as the show is continuing, which is so amazing. Yeah, that kind of growth is just great to see as an audience member to watch it and just see where they go and see their storylines change a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, it's all a big evolution. Is Angelica up to her same old antics in the new one? Oh, yes, she is. Of course. It wouldn't be Rugrats without Angelica's feistiness. She didn't grow out of it. No, she didn't grow out of it. But I have to say, she's not as, you know, um, in the very beginning, Angelica was a little demon sometimes. I mean, she would, I mean, in, I remember, do you remember the Grand, the Graham Canyon, that episode? Yes, yes. Yeah, and Angelica's sitting in the back seat and she's in her car seat and she has Cynthia. She goes, Cynthia, you need a nap. Take a nap. And so she throws the doll on the floor and it's like, oh my gosh, she's so bad. You know, and, and, and then like there was the trial when she was, you know, having having all the babies there and she was, acting as the lawyer and she was Uh (laughs) that was iconic I mean that I mean so so yeah that's I mean she was she was a little but I think now she's kind of toned down a little bit and more um she's not as she's bad but she's not really um unlovable let's say that so okay I can't wait to see this oh I'm so excited oh I'm so excited you're excited yeah (laughs) Can you tell us, does she still have Cynthia? Oh my gosh, Cynthia. She's a huge part of every, uh, yes. I mean, Cynthia, <laughs> I mean, she, there's even a friend. She has a new friend who's a guy, a little boy. And he's like this huge Cynthia fan. And he has all the Cynthia collections, you know, all uh-huh. the toys, all the, and all the Cynthia dolls. And, but they're in mint, pristine condition. He keeps them in the box. Whereas Angela, <laughs> she, you know, throws Cynthia. her around yeah Cynthia throws her all yeah <laughs> throws her all around she's like a you know Cynthia is well we love Cynthia but yeah Cynthia is a major player in the Rugrats <gasps> oh Thank that's God. the best news <laughs> yeah it is isn't it I love it oh that's yeah it's gonna be so fun uh-huh Cynthia was such a huge part of Angelica there's even though she's older there has to still be Cynthia around you, yeah you don't forget about Cynthia no because you know when you have a toy when you have a uh toy yeah dollars that has the child 
it's your it's like your comfort it's like so when you grow up you have those fond memories and so mm -hmm. i think angelica you know in her adult age you know maybe she'd be some corporate executive at some major hollywood studio or something like that yeah. or, or some lawyer on the madison avenue or wherever lawyers have their <laughs> offices and she'd have her little cynthia doll probably locked up in a drawer somewhere so just so to have just nearby just nearby yeah <laughs> Well, speaking of Angelica and Cynthia, your new book, which we're jumping back to, uh -huh. it's, it has to do with, oh, it's a little bit inspired by Angelica and Cynthia, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, I can say that. Yeah, because um, I've always been fascinated with this intense bond between Angelica and Cynthia. Mm -hmm. And, and so I thought, well, what about what if you have the doll being the little mischief maker, and the little girl being the little good, good girl? So mm. that's kind of where I, I, I kind of switched the roles back and forth. And Stella Bella, she's the little girl. She's spunky and she's, but she struggles. She, she struggles between right and wrong. And she's very, she has, she has this, she always likes to do the right thing, but she has this unbridled curiosity and, and her doll, her, she's a, her Tallulah, her doll is a little spitfire. She likes to, you know, if, if Stella Bella wants to play princess, to play fairy princess, Tulula says, oh, I know where the best face paint is. And so they go into mommy's makeup and they're making themselves be fairy princesses with mommy's makeup. But then Stella Bella sees, oh no, we're messing in mommy's makeup. She's not going to like that. So, you know, so Stella Bella, her conscience leads her to do the right thing. They clean that up and they do another fun thing. But then when they pick something else to do, Tallulah says, oh, well, I know where we can go make, she make um, painting on the, we can go paint on the walls. And so they're, so they're calling, you know, kids like to color on the walls. So, so, so Tallulah likes to get Stella Bella in trouble, but Stella, but Stella Bella tries to guide Tallulah in the right way. And so, um, you know, you have to kind of buy the book to see where it ends up. Cause okay. like, yeah. Cause mommy comes in when, when the, when the cookie jar breaks and mommy comes running, then that's where you see the real drama <laughs> take full. Ooh. Yeah. Will those two best friends be able to play together again? We wonder. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah. I feel like first we just had all, an audiobook version. <laughs> I was gonna say hey. <laughs> I loved that. First of all, I'm gonna have to order this because my niece's name is Stella. So I'm gonna get on when we hang off here and order it for her. Awesome. Very good. Thank you. And, oh, and when you do put a review. Oh, I will. Oh, that'd be awesome. Cause it helps the status of the book. Oh, definitely. And yeah, we'll share links mm -hmm. and try to get the word out there about the book and everything. Oh, great. Um, question though, whenever you're writing a children's book, cause like you said, you worked with an illustrator, uh -huh. do you write it all first and then work with the illustrator or is it kind of a collaboration throughout the whole process? Well, it is kind of a collaboration, but I have to send her, I sent her the manuscript. She reads the manuscript, she gets a feel for the characters, and then her inspiration takes over and she just draws, you know, little samples of little girls or dolls. And, and I usually, I kind of, cause I, I, the one that said, let's have Tallulah have a mohawk. And so, so that, you know, so she, so I can, I can, you know, she, yeah, it is kind of collaborative. Yes. Okay. But she has the full manuscript first. Got it. Oh, okay. I, I did always wonder how that worked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's so fun. I'm sure you've been so busy with the release of the book this whole last month. Oh yeah. It's been real, real busy. Um, but you know, with, um, 
um, That's Cool at Tallulah was a self-published book by my choice. I did not want to oh. try to have it be traditionally published because if I did, then I wouldn't have the control over how the artwork looked. And that's really oh. important for me because the publishing house, they're the ones that fit, you know, fit you up with an artist and you have no, it's no collaboration whatsoever. You have to mm -hmm. just hand it over. They can even change the title book if they don't like the title. Oh, so I thought, oh my gosh. Yeah. It, they really kind of take over. And so um, I, I just went out, I said, I'm going to do this myself. And I found this most perfect artist. Everyone loves the artwork in the book. I'm so happy about that. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm ordering this. I cannot wait. Oh, thank That's you. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, have, I have another one um, with, uh, with the Stella Bella Tallulah series. It's, it's, it's a book series. So this is the second oh. one. Yeah, the second one is being illustrated right now as we speak, and I want it to be out for Christmas if I can get it for Christmas. Oh well, that's perfect. Oh my timing. gosh, <laughs> David, yeah. get get your niece on it. I know I got to get all, of all these books. <laughs> it's called the Perfect Princess Party. Oh, so, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. Well, we will well, we... promote your book, and we're going to leave all the links again as well. Oh, and I have another website. It's called CherylChaseVoices.com. Sure. Okay. So it's com and com. Perfect. We will definitely link that. We can't wait for the new Rugrats. Oh, and we're so excited. We can't wait to get your book oh. in and share it with everybody. Oh, thank you so much, David and Grace. Thank it's been a pleasure. Thank oh, you. So nice to meet you. Thank you, Cheryl. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Okay. Okay. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. I could have talked to her actually for hours. I love, I mean, by now we've shared it, but in the little voice clip that she gave us at the end, she was like, you dumb babies. It uh -huh. sounded just, I probably replayed that so many times just in my own life because it sounds, I mean, it is Angelica, but it it's is Angelica. crazy to hear her. And if, then she was right there. If any of you don't follow us on Instagram, we'll go ahead and put in the little clip we're talking about right here. Hi, this is Angelica Pickles and you can listen to me at to the best you dumb babies see it's insane. did you not freak out it's I mean, insane we're, we're saying this as if she did an impersonation it is the actress who voiced her but voice oh, acting all these just, years later voice acting just blows my mind i know we said it in the interview we've said it multiple times before but it just is crazy it's because it's like you're not used to the person just voicing it without seeing the animation right i don't know no, it's, I, I, trust me, I completely agree. And because her, her natural speaking voice, and she mentioned this, I think I can hear Angelica in her. Mm -hmm. Of course, when she is, Ange is doing the voice of Angelica, it changes a bit, but mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it just blew my mind. I just think about my younger self would lose my mind. I was already losing my mind, but oh, and she was just so unbelievably nice, so sweet and answered all of our questions. I love, I, I love talking to everyone that we talk to, but voiceover actors or actresses, I just find that process so interesting. Mm -hmm. So it just goes again, how we just love to hear them talk as themselves because you can, you can hear that character, but you're not seeing the cartoon. It's, it's no. crazy. It blows my mind. And you can go to Amazon right now and get her book. It's called That's Kula Tallulah. And it's only 12 bucks. Go get it right now. 
Oh my gosh, go get it. I'm going to order it. And you can, as she said in the interview, you can find out more about her books at CherylChaseBooks.com and more about her voiceover acting at CherylChaseVoices.com. Oh, I just remembered. I wanted to either, I wanted to somehow slip in the like, Cynthia, she's a really cool dancer. Uh, Cynthia, boogie to the groove. No, dang it. The important, the, the important thing is Cynthia is in the reboot. Oh my God, you guys, Cynthia. <laughs> Cannot wait. I can't I, wait. You know, we like, we had talked to um, Melanie, Dee Dee, about the reboot, but that was a while back and like, really, she couldn't say that much. But now that we're only a month away from it coming out, I'm, I'm so excited to hear more about this new Rugrats on Paramount Plus. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm excited to see the updated animation. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like we talked about with Cheryl, I think it's still going to resonate with people. You know, the, those of us that grew up watching it, we're going to enjoy the nostalgic factor of it. And hopefully mm-hmm. a new generation will find this show. It'll be bright and, and vibrant, like the colors that they're used to seeing with technology today. And they're going to love it just as much as we did. Well, they can't love it just as much, but no, they'll no, still no, love no. it. And that is true because I... I'm not, my first reaction whenever I watched the trailer for it was, ooh, I don't like that it's not the same animation. But that is, I didn't think about it like it is not being made for us. It's being made for kids today who, aren't, who aren't used to hand-drawn animation. It's like partially for us, but it's, it's also like, for kids today. Who are, yeah. Who, I guess, you know, kids today need the 3D. I don't know. I know. I guess it's not good enough for them. The Just guess, drawing it by hand is not good enough. You know, I guess, you know, yeah. We're so excited, though. We're so excited. We cannot wait. Cheryl, if, you've, if you're listening, made it this far, thank you so, so much for coming on to talk to us. We had the best time. You made our childhood dreams come true. Honestly, it was incredible. And thank you for going into the voice of Angelica and sharing all the behind-the-scenes stories. Yeah, we hope what you guys is, What else this. is there to say? <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you want to listen to any of our other episodes, hey, you can go listen to Dee Dee Pickles. It's all on our website, www.bttbpodcast.com. You can just click on episodes. You can click on our guest tab, go down and see all the guests that we have had on so far. You can also follow us on Instagram. We're at BTTB Podcast. We're on Twitter. Facebook, we're back to the best. We're on TikTok at Back to the Best. It's all on our website, though. If you just don't want to remember all these things, bttvpodcast.com is the place for you. And make sure you also go give Cheryl a follow as well. She is on Instagram at RealCherylChase. Yes, go show her some love. Go get her book. And make sure y'all watch the Rugrats reboot coming to Paramount+. Plus. When it, and it's soon, right? Next month. She, yeah, she's, uh, they don't have a date, but uh, you guys know, if you follow us, we will post the second we hear of a release date. Oh my God, we're going to post like crazy. <laughs> we can't wait. <laughs> well, thank and, you guys so much for listening. We love you. Oh, all the kisses. All the kisses. All of them. Thank you to Mwah. Cheryl. Thank you to thank Cheryl, you Cheryl again. Mwah. And um, just keep (laughs) throwing them out. Uh, And uh, please join us next week where Grace will give out more kisses. Cora. Cora is giving out kisses. (laughs) Cora didn't join the interview this time. She was there. Like I I felt her here. 
she didn't make an, uh, herself known like she normally does. I think that she was I so taken she, aback listening to Angela. I was going to say, I think she was starstruck. Anyway, tune in next week. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> where we are going to keep taking you. Mwah. Back to the best. Mwah. Bye. I don't know why I'm kissing so much. <laughs> I got to get Really off. inappropriate at this point. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It's just love. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.